This is part three of the conversation. We are in line upon line series, chapter six, and we'll start with verse 41. It says the Jews then complained about Jesus because Jesus said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And it amazes me because of the fact that they wanted bread, provision, tangible bread, where they can scuff down and ask for more. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And they start complaining about it. Welcome to It Was Found in My Heart podcast that desires for you to increase in the knowledge of God so that you might know that you are known, you are loved, and you are valued. We are in a broken world, so every heart needs to know that. And by knowing that, you realize that God loves you and he wants you to know him. And so what we started off with was verse 41, right? Uh, 40. Yes, yeah. 41. 41, okay. And so, like I said, the Jews was complaining about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. He corrected them on saying, Moses gave us bread from heaven. He corrected them on that. The question is, why did they complain? Maybe because he didn't give them the answer that they wanted to hear. And then they questioned his identity because of what they felt they knew about him. Can you read verse 42? They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? All right. So when I read it, it uh, reminded me of how we may think we know God or Christ based on what we've heard or experienced through maybe a third party or based on our foundation on them. But we never read the Bible for ourselves. And to read what God says or the person of Jesus, and we think leaning on our own understanding is the truth. But if we take the time to read and study ourselves, we can, we can believe we, we won't be ashamed because according to Second Timothy 2.15. Here they're showing their unbelief, basically. Again, Jesus says, I'm, I'm in front of you. You see me and you still don't believe. And this, questioning right right here again shows their unbelief it's it's like they've been with jesus they knew his parents because it tells you they knew joseph they came from joseph they saw all the miracles that he did and it's interesting that his identification or his id did not come into effect until they did not get what they wanted and so Sometimes we are walking in something and we don't get what we want or we don't get it the way we want it or how we want it or when we want it. We start questioning the source. But if we stay focused on the scriptures and who Jesus says he is, then we won't be led to that point of it depends on how we come to Jesus. Why did you come to Jesus? There are times when there are people that have been in the church but because of whatever reason, man did something to them and got offended. And pretty much God gets the blunt of that because now they're staying away from God. They say they don't, but really they do. If man hurts you in, in church or religion and you run away from 
church or religion, but God gets less time with you than you ran away from God. Because if you were believing in God and you knew God, you knew that these men were just representing him wrongly because you know the word of God. So if you don't get into the word and that word doesn't permeate your whole being and you seek after God and know who God is and know his, how he does things, mm-hmm. then you start filling in blanks. Even if it's, it's a good cause, even if it's something that sounds right, but you start filling in your blanks the way you think it should be without recognizing what God says, because you can act a certain way that you think is, is right. But what God says is what's right. And so you're filling in the blanks of things that you're not sure of because you didn't spend the time with God. Because if it's all about you, if you're doing it under your own power, then you're going to be Lord over that situation and not God. You're going to get credit and not God because you have separated yourself from the only true God. And, um, and I think this is where these guys were because they did not get what they want. They did not have the relationship with Jesus the way they wanted. So they are questioning his identity. And so I think that's what's happening here. It's not Jesus, the son of Joseph, blah, 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 blah. See, that wasn't the issue before when they got their bellies full. Verse 43, stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. And it's almost like Jesus, I'm I'm hearing it like, don't don't worry about it. Because it's not for you. You can only come to me if the Father draws you. So, so don't worry about it. I'm not talking. To, I'm not talking to you. You know, don't 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 even worry about that. This is such a good point. And you know, I like to I like to consider myself an evangelist. I'm not really that. I'm not that Billy Graham type guy. But my heart is to draw people to to be a part of God, drawing people to Him. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, a minister of reconciliation, if I could put it that way. And so when you said no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up in the last day. So he always says that to let you know I'm going to raise you up. Mm -hmm. And what the picture I got when you said that was. We just need to speak the word, speak truth, Mm -hmm. and we will know if they're being drawn by God to come to Jesus. We will know because these guys apparently are not because whatever he did, they don't even believe what he's saying. They don't believe what he did. He said, if you don't even believe me, believe the very works. He says this to the, you know, to the people. And so when he is standing there right before them, he's giving them the truth. He's sharing his heart. He's telling them, Hey, believe in me. That's the works of God. Believe in me. And they're not being drawn to that. They still want to be Lord, they're doing the opposite of what Jesus wants them to do. So when you said that, that's just brought that to my, my attention. Verse 45, it is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the father and learns from him comes to me. So there you go. God teaches us about himself everywhere, every day, but we have, we have to be good students and listen to him so that we can learn from him so that we can come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you, 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 you've got a, a teacher teaching and you've got the students in the class, your responsibility as a student is to listen, mm-hmm. to learn, 
to ask questions. If you don't understand, you ask questions um, so that you can get what that teacher is putting out to you. So it's our responsibility to be good, good students of it. And it says here that if those who learn from him, they come to me. If we look at that, you know, the verse 44 says, the father who sent me draws him. No one can come to me unless the father draws him. And then it talks about the activity of the father. What is he doing? Um, he's teaching them. He's teaching them. They hear, they learn from the father. So he is teaching them different things in life. I remember uh, growing up and seeing things like wars and, and hatred and racism and all these different things and just having this sense of that's just wrong. Why is it that way? Mm-hmm. And that question of something's wrong is God teaching me and, and, and I'm learning, I'm hearing that these are elements of life that should not be. And then he reveals Jesus Christ in me so that I come to him when, when he's made known, mm-hmm. I come to him because I'm looking for a truth in my life. You could be out there now. There's moments in your life, right? You know, something just wasn't right. And when you see Jesus, you automatically say, that's right. Everything he represents, that's what I'm looking for. And then boom. You come to him because you've been taught through your life what is right, what is righteous, what is just. And so now when you see this person operating in that, God draws you by the teachings and the learning as he describes what is right, what is true, what is godly, what is righteousness, you know, what is grace, what is mercy, what is forgiveness. And then you meet this person, Jesus Christ, and you're sold. I'm coming to him because I know that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. Everyone who listens, you you got to listen so that you can learn, so that you can come. No one, verse 46, no one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Well, nobody else has seen him. I've come from the Father. I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you who he is. I'm telling you he sent me. Because you're reading in your prophets about the one who sent me. And he has sent me his son to tell you about him, but you don't believe me. That uh, reminded me of the documentary of uh, Harry and Megan. Oh, yes. They said that um, Megan said that everybody was telling their story and they didn't even know them. These people who were writing about them did not even know Harry and Meghan, but they were telling a story about them. So she said, we want to tell our own story because they know who they are. They know what went on. Everybody's on the outside looking in and gathering little bits and pieces of information. If you want to know, come to the source. Jesus was Jesus like I came from the source. The source sent me. So now I'm telling you, Harry and Megan said they didn't get it from the source. Don't believe that. But people will believe that that didn't come from the source rather than what is coming from the source. Amen. Verse 47 says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. 
And um, I think about that. It says has everlasting. Right. Will have. It says well, has. Has. And it, right. And Jesus tells us in John 17 what everlasting life is. Mm-hmm. You believe in the only true God and you believe in the one he yes. sent. That is everlasting life. Yes. This is everlasting. He says it. This is everlasting life. So the moment you believe in Jesus Christ, you have yes. obtained everlasting life. And you know, we say, Oh, I'm going to get everlasting life in the by and by, the no, sweet by and by. And when I die and da da da. No, he has called you to everlasting life. You have received him in everlasting life in your belief of him. All right. And so now Jesus goes, he says, uh, 48, he says, I am the bread of life. Now Jesus goes back to talking about the real bread that they should be seeking eternal life. They are having a hard time believing because what God wants to teach them, they aren't hearing or learning. Therefore, they are not able to come to him and receive everlasting life. So they're not being drawn because God wants to draw them. He's giving them everything that he can through the word of God, through Christ Jesus, who is the word. And they're not, they're not learning anything. It's like their life has always been about, maybe been about provisions. I, I just know that life is great if I can get, 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 get. God sends his son, the bread of life, to give them everlasting life. And they're not getting it. They're not coming to him because they are not hearing or learning from God. So Jesus is still wanting them to understand the bread that they should be wanting for extended life and not the bread that will lead them to death, a temporary bread. He said, no, don't don't go for the temporary bread. I mean, I'll provide, but first, first and foremost, I want you to, to, to bite and eat of the bread that's for eternal life. So 49 says, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. That's just flat out point blank. Your fathers are dead. You see them still kicking around. You see Abraham kicking around. They're dead. And uh, Jesus is giving these disciples in a way, a choice to choose the tree pertaining to life. Or the tree that pertains to death. When he says one bread is to death and the other is for life, you get to choose again. We have this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We have the tree of life. It's almost like that. You have an option. You have a choice. I'm giving you life and you keep choosing the wrong tree. Stop choosing the wrong tree. You want to read 50? Verse 50. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. 51. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Okay, let's stop right there. Let's close with this one. Um, your thoughts on this, this, these, these last verses that Jesus is, is sharing with these disciples. Do you have any uh, thoughts on it? No more than what you just said. It's just basically Jesus is giving the distinction between the temporal bread, the manna that was eaten, the loaves that were eaten. He's given the distinction of that bread. You can eat it. It's going to fill you up, but it will not last forever. And the bread of life, which is himself, that he's life and it gives you eternal life. And all you have to do is believe in him. And here he says, yeah, this bread is my flesh, which I will give 
for the life of the world. And we know what he meant by giving this, this bread is, is the, the flesh, my flesh. I will give my flesh for the world. Well, that means that he, his, he was put on the cross and that he died. He was nailed to the cross. He, he, he gave his flesh for the world. I'm grateful we know because we could be just like them because they don't know. Even when he said that, your flesh right. automatically thought of, like I said, heavenly things. I mean, not heavenly things, but they thought of earthly things. And so that earthly mentality, the earthly thoughts, the way you look at life on this earth gets in the way of you understanding heavenly things. Jesus is God. He comes in the flesh and he lets you know that he's God based on how he lives his life because nobody else on earth lives their life like Jesus Christ. No one. And so you want to close in, in the prayer? Lord, we just thank you for this time of reading your word and studying your word. Lord God, we thank you for your presence. Father, we pray, Lord God, that we would be good students, that we may listen and learn from you, Lord, that you would continue to draw us to you. Father, I pray for those who may be listening, who may not know you, Lord God. I pray that this word has penetrated their souls and that they would surrender and say yes to you, Lord God, the one who died for them, who died for their sins, that they do not have to die for that sin. You became our substitute so that we would not have to die. You are the bread of life so that all we have to do is believe in you and we will we have eternal life. We thank you, most gracious Father, for your great love for us. And we thank you once again for meeting us, for feeding us, for growing us. In the name of Jesus, amen. And God bless you. <laughs>